This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. Well, welcome back to season two of the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart, and we are so excited that you're here today, that you found this space. Of course, the Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning. And if you lead, but you're not in charge, then Leading Second is for you. If you serve your pastor, you serve your church, you want to see the church move forward, I guess I would just say welcome to your new tribe. Uh, Welcome to this space. It's our honor to have a voice into your life and into your leadership every single week. I'm so excited for what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We're going to go on a lane I've been wanting to get to for a while. So um, I I believe it's going to be a great episode that's going to help you. Before we do a bit of housekeeping, I want to announce and let you know that Leading Second Coaching Groups are kicking off in the month of October. And the great news is, for those of you that are listening to this after October, The Leading Second Coaching Groups are now happening on a 12-month calendar with the ability to join a group every single month. So I want to encourage you to head to leadingsecond.com to get more information, sign up for a coaching group, plan to join us. If you um, have a heart to want to grow your capacity as a leader, if you want to be better for your pastor, you want to shoulder more for your church, grow your leadership, it'd be my honor to be your coach. And I want to invite you to get into the leadership gym Join us for a coaching group. I believe it'll help you. Also, before we get into the episode today, we had another great I Am Leading Second story come in from a member of the Leading Second tribe, just sharing their journey on what God is doing in their life. So let's check this out. Another great I Am Leading Second story. My heart for my pastors is to release them into all that God has called them into. Leading Second has given me words to express what God's been doing in my heart and a reminder to guard it as well. As a pastor's kid, it can be so easy to become familiar with who I'm surrounded by day in and day out because we have the same last name. Leading Second is my reminder that my pastors are not ordinary. They are God-ordained from my city in this time, and I get the opportunity and honor to support them and fulfill the vision that God has placed on their heart. Leading Second has helped me grow in my personal leadership, but has more importantly taught me how to honor up more effectively and efficiently in my words and actions. I've also been inspired to bring people along on the journey of building His kingdom through the local church, however that looks like. I'm Alex Greco, and I am Leading Second. If you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, or if you'd like to submit your I Am Leading Second story, I want to encourage you to head to leadingsecond.com, reach out to us, uh, sign the creed while you're there, and uh, share your story. We'd love to answer your question or feature you on an upcoming episode. Well, today for our interview, I am so excited to be joined by the one and only Chandler Boyce. Chandler is a new friend to Leading Second in our world, but we love Chandler. He's the executive director of Youth America, and he and his wife, Natalie, are planted at Church of the Harvest in Oklahoma City. Uh, He's become a a great friend to our tribe. He is one of a kind. There is no one like him anywhere. I think you're going to get a lot out of this discussion today. I also want to note before we get into our interview 
that uh, Youth America has a leadership conference coming up this November that I believe you're going to want to check out. I'm excited to go for my first time this year. And if, if you're looking to grow your leadership, you're looking for a pit stop this fall, a couple days to land and fuel yourself, fuel your ministry, especially if you work with students or young people, head to youthamerica.org and uh, make plans to join us at the leadership conference for Youth America. Uh, I believe it's going to be a great couple days, packed lineup, and um, I believe it'll really help your life, help your ministry. Uh, today for our conversation, um, Chandler and I sat down and talked about what matters most for youth pastors. And we just wanted to go straight up the lane of student ministry. I, I believe in student ministry. I believe that it's it's one of the greatest parts of the church, one of the most needed. And I pray if you love students, work with students, lead someone who works with students, uh, I believe this will help you today. And this was recorded at Team Church Conference back in August. And so we had some friends sitting in the room with us for a great discussion. So anyway, without further ado, here's my conversation with Chandler Boyce. All right. Well, today I am joined uh, by my good friend and a leader who I highly respect, uh, the man, the myth, Chandler Boyce Hey, from Youth America. What's up, man? What's up? I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. We are hanging out at Team Church Conference been so good with a few friends in the room make yeah. some noise to the live all of your fans Hello. showed up actually i think they're here because they skipped the lunch line no uh, they figured out that the, yeah they could figure it out that the they don't have to wait in line for lunch like oh i can sit but, down <laughs> it's cool in here yeah but either way i'm glad you're here we're, we're gonna talk and i'm joined by my amazing beautiful wife hello who is also she usually has a touch of a raspy voice like just just yeah. Normal God's design, but but um, today is very raspy. Yeah, because we are at the very end of a very long conference. And I've been chatting it up a little too much. <laughs> I love it. It's is beautiful. So thank you. I'm just gonna make you Baby. talk a lot. I love now. you. You're hilarious, by the way. Like you're funnier than he is. Well, that's Aww. that's like the worst thing you can true. say to me. <laughs> oh, I already so don't like all of you. He used to think he was the fun one, and then. So, yeah, we have a little bit of an identity crisis here because I realize that I am Enneagram 4 and she's an Enneagram 7, so that makes her the fun one, apparently. And then everyone started saying she's the fun one. And then um, I realized I am actually an introvert and I didn't realize that everyone just pegged me as an extrovert and I accepted it, but I recharged. because you're on, like, the stage, so people just assume that. But, but I recharge by true. myself. Like, I, I have to be by myself to recharge, which is the definition of an introvert yeah and um then i think you may be more extroverted i, I just know. really never yeah i don't know how are you the nice one i don't i don't get this i can definitely see my wife's like that though my wife's an intro, like hardcore introvert so she can put it on but then after a while she's like i'm out she's me i'm like this is i could do this all day long chandler said he's the person at the conference that that like will absolutely get his way to the like the front row like like no matter what it's easy. like well it's see easy, not for me yeah. I've, shoulders I, back Head up. Don't make eye contact and walk it. like you like walk through like you own the room. Yeah, you can't you gonna. can't coach people to do that. Cause that's like now you just made all of our ushers' jobs like way harder. Or you just do a shadow. You find someone a, a little bigger and you just kind of shadow behind them. You know what I mean? What is your Enneagram? We what is yours? You'll never know because I'm never gonna take that test. I refuse. Oh, so he's like a six? I've heard six, I've heard seven, heard I've heard eight. So here's here's see. my thing with it, is that Oh boy. Since I've been since I've like been in like church and stuff, we've taken all this. So like we took this like the strength finders came out a few years ago, right? And it was like awesome. It actually changed my life. Like 
as a leader, as a young leader, I was like, oh, this, like, I, like, I realized what I'm good at. I realized what I'm terrible at, like, whatever. And then it was strength finders, and then it was, you know, the disc test, and then the spiritual gifts test. I'm like, dear Lord, how many tests do we need? Okay. You might so then be anyways, seven. So then we started doing a, this, we, our church did this culture index test, which is actually amazing. Um, it's actually super, super whatever. And then this, all of a sudden, Enneagram blew up, and it's like all everyone talks about. Oh, yeah. And this is the subtitle of Team Church Conference's Enneagram Conference. Hey, I just want to let you know. A, a conference for all types. God made you, God made you not a number. He made you a person. There's there's only you. Uh, there's, there's a person behind the number. Well, here's... You, oh, I you wish are you, This is not an Enneagram podcast, so we should stop, because I will start telling you why it's important if we don't move on. Okay, we're okay gonna, yeah, oops, don't do that. Don't we're going to start on. editing. So, Chandler, tell us about Youth America. Uh, pump your conference coming up in November. Um, what do you do? I love what you do. What do you do? So... Um, I get to serve at a church, Church of Harvest and Youth America. We, my father-in-law, um, God gave him a vision in 1987 to do a summer camp. He had never done a summer camp before. And uh, so he started one. And basically he was just trying to convince his students, who was from a small town, that like there's other students out there that actually love Jesus. And mm. I can prove it. So he would just drive around and try to get other churches, small town churches, um, non-denominational churches. Because back in the 80s, if you weren't a part of the denomination, you were kind of like, a lunatic or a cult or something. Right. Um, so we started this camp and we've been doing that since 87. And then, um, my brother-in-law, uh, so it's my father-in-law, Kirk, and then my wife, and then Grant, who just, he transitioned this last year as a senior pastor. Um, but he's been leading youth America since 2009, since, uh, in 2009, it was just a camp. Then we started a conference. And so we have that in November and basically it's like this, it's a, it's a, Leadership conference, so pastors, worship pastors, I mean, really anyone that really has a heart for the church, the next generation church. You know, we, um, very, I mean, very similar, very similar vibes. Um, you guys, obviously, we're not going to have Stephen Furtick and his entire team there because that would, I mean, that'd be awesome. I was like, dang, I got everybody. And it's like, then Highlands, I was like, you guys are pulling power moves. Like, do we want to go to Church of the Highlands conference? Nah, we'll just bring your entire staff here. <laughs> that's been, that's the whole goal. Like, that's brilliant. Like, I'm like, that's the, like, most gangster thing, because then you save money, because you don't actually have to send your team there. Anyways, um, I, I know what you're doing. That was smart. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I came on um, about 2010-11, and really, I was just helping. Uh, I was basically what I call a Christian salesman. I was calling churches. Um, we had rebranded, revisioned, and trying to get people to come camp. And, uh, I mean, and then every year, it's just been a little bit more, a little bit more, and I've done anything and everything from, you know, Team games to intern director to chair stacker. I don't know. <laughs> of course. I've painted every wall in the building. Anyways. Well, and this summer, 2019, you had six weeks of camp. So we had six weeks. Uh, we saw like 5,600 something um, students. We had, I think we had over, um, man, I, I had to look at the numbers again. We had, it was the biggest, biggest year. I mean, we had hundreds of, uh, I mean, hundreds of kids. Water baptized, saved, wow. filled with the Holy Spirit. It was crazy. That's it was, so it was crazy. Cra it was the biggest summer we've ever had. Um, and I don't say that to brag. I say because um, God, I don't, I can, like, we literally do no marketing. Like, people just keep showing up. I'm like, where are, they, where are you coming? How are you finding out about us? So God's really so done great. some cool stuff. So it's cool. <laughs> well, we love it. Sign us up as new fangirls. Like, we're, right. we're excited about it. Yeah. And um, pumped to be on the journey. Okay, so you, through your work, get to meet a lot of young leaders. Of course, probably primarily youth pastors, but there's, there's in every area of church life, there's young leaders. When I say young leaders, just to clarify for everybody at Leading Second, 
I, of course, mean young in age, but also young in experience. Yeah. So I think there's also a lot of young leaders who, who are starting it in 40s and 50s and new to church life, new to church leadership. So yeah. I just kind of include everybody. That's good. But I guess I just really had one or two big questions for you today. But what do you consider to be the most important things for young leaders that are navigating like the earliest days of ministry or the earliest days of their ministry journey. I mean, what are we not paying attention to right now that we need to be paying attention to? Um, and I know that's a really big open-ended question, but I just think we need to start shining the light on like some of the unexpected answers, the things that I think everyone goes to the external stuff, but at Team Church and Leading Second, we're trying to go after some intangible stuff that, that really helps leaders. So what what matters most to you or what should matter most to a young leader? I mean... I think for me, what I've what I've just seen in my own life and struggled with is, is feeling like, um, you know, who's you know who's looking after me, who's watching me, who's pastoring me, who's leading me, and I quickly just had you know kind of had a revelation. Probably a few years in, I was getting frustrated, and um, I'm a sports guy. I played sports my whole life. Played baseball in college, and it was kind of funny. Uh, I kind of had that moment where God was like, "Hey." you know, you played sports, no one told you to do, to work out extra, to hit extra, to run extra, to be the best. You just did it. So why are you expecting your leaders or people around you to say, Hey, That's you should so probably good. read more books or you should probably like, just do it. And so I was just like, Oh, so I like, and now it's, you have, we have access to everything, right? Guys, you can go online and any, any popular book you can download for free in PDF. Like, there's no excuse. Like, I don't have money. Go steal it. Well, YouTube like, is oh free. Or borrow it. Yeah, I mean, YouTube. I mean, there's everything. It's, there's it's, it's so much. It's, it's almost overwhelming now. No, it is, yeah. Like, but, like, even, uh, like, I, we were looking at, um, like, the, this next season for our team and for our, um, our church and our college. We have, a, we have a college. It's a first and second year program. And uh, we're, team building is going to be one of the biggest things. Because what I've realized as a leader is that talent is great, but if you can build teams, you can literally do anything. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't, I don't ever want to do kids ministry. I have no clue about kids ministry, but I believe because I'm a decent team builder, I could be over kids and probably yes. do okay. But because I just know, like, hey, like I can get, I can gather people, I can give them the tools, I can encourage them. Um, and so I think that you know, so I was looking up team building stuff, and I literally found like this, like this summary website that was free and it was like this lady just doing awesome summaries of books. I was like, Oh, perfect. I'll just steal your stuff and program it into mine and read. So it's like you it. found the cliff notes. Yeah. Like somebody's um, free. I don't or, know. Yeah. Or whatever those books were that like you get yeah, in high school. Sparks, and you, spark. when, like if you didn't want to really read the whole book. <laughs> yeah. And, and so just even that stuff is not allowing even like budgets to keep you from, you know, I don't have the money to, to do a master class or this or whatever. It's like, man, just, Dude, man, you just got to grind and grow. What so. does, so like, I think we've referred to that before at Leading Second as leading yourself, you know, that, sure. that you, we all need to diligently lead ourselves. So what does that practically look like for you on a, like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? How do you lead yourself well? So I, I am pretty ADD, so I do get overwhelmed. Like I want to read everything. Like, uh, who was it? Someone said, mentioned something about like, you know, I got to, I got a library full of books. You said that, didn't you? You got a library full of books. You only have like one chapter read. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, that's totally me. Yes. And then was it you and I that having a conversation about you know you know trying to finish books? And who was I talking to? In in uh, there's a guy named Nathan. Um, what's his name? Uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. God, the Pastor Steven said it today. The whole uh, 
you telling like you telling us on social media that you're taking a break is like walking <laughs> walking into Taco Bell and telling me you're not eating eating Taco Bell for a month. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Anyways, yes. And he and he basically <laughs> someone said that he had said, hey, don't feel the pressure to finish books. Go through them, pull out the meat, yes, yes. and then and leave just it. Get something from guys. It. That that just happened like a month ago. I was liberated. I was like, so I've just been going through books. Um, so I finally I have an iPad. I read digital. Um, because I can, what, why I like reading on like books and stuff is because you can highlight, I can highlight real fast. And then when I get through with it, all the highlights are in one, on one page in the back of the book on the app. You so have I don't to have show to go. Me, I need you to show me how to do that later. Yeah. Cause I don't have to go back through Cause I don't want to, I mean, like That's I don't want cool. to go back through and take notes and John Maxwell, well, I'm going to walk over to my, uh, you know, he has a little card thing. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's too much. <laughs> well, he had, a, he had like a team to help him do that. So yeah. And he's like, I've been doing this since 1964. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not happening. So, um, I, I try to read, um, I got a couple, I, I have a couple people that I kind of listen to as far as like, I don't, I don't try to get into like this person. I just kind of stick to a couple people. So I'm a big John Maxwell fan. I literally any book I can find, borrow, steal, go to halfpricebooks.com, whatever. Um, you know, um, and that's really it. And I, I listen to, you know, I, I kind of listen. I have a few guys in my life that I listen to. I don't have a lot of guys, um, but I have a few guys that like whatever they're reading, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go read that right now. And um, I mean, I, I'll be in sessions like this and somebody will mention a book. And I'm literally like on Amazon, like buy, you know, because I just don't question it. I'm just like, if it works for them, I'm even stuff. I mean, our relationship, there's already stuff that that I've done or implemented or changed simply because you're like, ah, you might consider this. I'm like, OK, cool, done. So you just got to find the right few people and just stick in that stick to that lane for a little bit. And uh, if someone smarter or better comes along, I don't know. Um, but I think uh, I think you just got to take take responsibility and keep growing and find people in your life that'll that'll challenge you. Well, and in terms of like taking responsibility for your own life, taking responsibility for your own development, I've always tried to make it my goal to stay like one step ahead of my pastor or where, where I think he's going to need me to be. I've, I, and I don't think I always get it right, but I've always tried to think about, okay, what's he going to need from me in this next season? I mean, we just, so we're at this conference right now, which is one of my biggest responsibilities of the year. And we just reimagined it and, you know, feel great, have some things we're going to change. All that's great. But come when we're sitting here next year, what's he going to need from me next year? How will my capacity need to have increased or, or, or what, what, what do you want? Because there's no miracle grow for leadership. You, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, you don't grow overnight. You don't. And I have shown up at places where he needed something from me that would have taken a year or two to do, and I hadn't been doing it. So then I'm now playing catch up. And so I've been trying to actually get out ahead. Like, what's what's he going to yeah. need from me this time next that's year? Good. Because we that, that would mean we would have to start today. Yeah, I think that's good. No, I, I think, I mean... That's and that's even my I, our roles are pretty similar because I am like I'm on staff at our church and I over, like I sit on our executive team or lead team whatever the church world's terrible with our names like it's just let's like pick some names everyone's got different <laughs> I'm like what is that like you know anyways um, so I sit on our church's executive and it, it's hard for me because I want to I'm spending a lot of my time on our you know camp conference and stuff but our, we're in a transition season and there's a lot of stuff going on in the church that I just want to like dive in and I'm having to battle that tension of like, I think I could really help in church, but like, I can't, I can't let go, you know, we, and we don't quite have the capacity for both. Uh, but I think listening to your leaders is, is such a big, like your leaders are always speaking 
vision or what's on your heart. It just sometimes it's just hard because they're not going, hey guys, I'm about to tell you, send you some vision, sell you, you know, speak some vision. They're just, they, they'll talk in conversation. Even like, depending on your relationship, how close you are, you just never know. Like, like they, what's, I mean, a lot of times even my, so my brother-in-law, who is my best friend, who's also my pastor and my boss, a little complicated. Um, <laughs> so a lot of times our, there's times where we'll be in a car hanging out and he'll say stuff and I'm like, whoa, that's a big, like that's more than, just a side comment's like, oh, this is something he's been chewing on. I was like, okay, so I got to write this down. You know, it's like 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday night. I'm like, okay, I got to write this down and circle back around at some point or just listen for it. So I think it's good. I think it's good to think ahead. And I think too, it's, I think sometimes we, we want, we want people to lead us. We want our pastors to lead us or our leader to lead us. And, and I think as a, as a leader, we should, but I think sometimes we can't we can't let our leaders we can't allow ourselves to let our leaders limit us on our growth and our our leadership growth our studying our whatever it may be because you can lead from from under and and bring up things and uh, you know so you work with a lot of youth pastors and um, I know my days in youth ministry were my various very earliest days of ministry. Now, you should tell them about the youth camp that I helped you with before we started. I was the, one, the one where you made everyone vomit? That one? <laughs> yes, yeah. please is tell that, the story. Is that where we're going? It's, I'll just tell the shortened story. I was trying to impress him. Um, <laughs> oh, pre-marriage? This, oh, oh, this oh, is pre-dating. Ooh, so I was even like, better. I, I was like, I like the youth pastor, so yeah. I'm going to impress him. So I said, I will be in charge of all the camp games. So I had you would be in charge of the game games, right? It was so fun too, and I had the best games lined up. And we had this sled pull where I it was in Minnesota, and it was snowy, so you had to get oh, everyone. It was winter camp. It That's was winter right, camp. winter camp in Minnesota. <laughs> and everybody was on one side, and each team had a sled, and someone would be running the sled, and people would get on the sled, and the team they got their whole team from one side to the other, the fastest one. Cool game, right? Not right after lunch. And the, I found out, I learned a very interesting scientific fact this day. Extreme cold makes people vomit. Really? Well, like physical activity like and extreme a, cold will yeah, make... Yeah, physical activity and extreme cold. It, 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 we we had so many sick pizza. kids this day. Did anyone was, else know that? It was pizza. So it was pizza and physical activity and extreme mm, cold. Geez. And that is equals many youth puking. And so I'm literally standing there in the snow. Everyone's cold and throwing up and I'm literally going, well, that didn't work. Uh. <laughs> like I'm never dating this youth master. Like he is not going to like turn around and but remember we, the speaker that at that camp looked at you and said, "Hey, who's that girl? Like she has something in her or whatever." And right. so I did. It just was the spirit of the puke. I've never done that. <laughs> Every youth pastor, though, has the spirit of the puke at one point. Oh, but point. remember we sure. did the chug. Oh, you also cannot chug milk. Yeah, we learned that, Chugging too. milk. That's I don't what know I think that's no, no, known. We do that every milk, year at camp. But it makes people puke. Exactly. We have, a, we, have, we have some called will of misfortune, and the whole morning before service starts is, like, everything is designed to make it. Like, our whole yeah. point is to get people to throw up. Like, we have trash cans. That's literally, like, after the whole like, chugging milk thing is when I was like, I'm. this is not my calling. Like like cow tongue, squid, oh, geez. Oh, my scorpions, gosh. You put did that in a blender, too. like chug it. It's Kids are just like, okay. So anyways. All right. Makes Sorry. for great videos. I just remember you're, that You're definitely he... an Enneagram 7. My mom says I'm a 10 with a wing 10. <laughs> with a wing 10. <laughs>
Love you, mom. All I all I get from Chandler all conference on text are random memes that he's just creating <laughs> off of what's being said from the platform. So I'll just get like a, don't say any of it. Well. No, guys, I okay, so I, I I'm I love humor and I think as Christians we have to laugh at ourselves, especially in the church world, because like half the time we all look the same. <laughs> We're like, yo, sweet denim jacket, bro. Like hey, yours too. Don't make fun of denim jackets. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, for night one, it's ninety-eight degrees in there and eighty percent of people have denim jackets. I'm like, you're all miserable. Like I literally almost went and bought gym shorts yesterday in a tank top because I was like, it's gonna be hot tonight, and people are walking in like we got parkas on. I'm like, you look good, but I know you're miserable. But you gotta make fun, like you know the whole like sneaker thing and Chelsea boots, and it was a long tease, and you know now it's I don't know what it is now. It's, yes, whatever. Oh gosh, we're we're way off here. Um, you just gotta you gotta have fun at conferences because it's it's just funny. That's true. You just, everyone's like, you know. What about like, I would I would love to know your opinion on um, youth today. Which saying that statement makes me feel very the old. Youths. I'm sorry, the youths, the youths today. today. But being a youth right now, a young person, someone younger than twenty, maybe, and social media. Because I'm almost forty, and I know how I feel about social media. But I also didn't have social media and now I do and so how is social media affecting young people that have always had it and their parents have it and I feel like that's a whole different thing than than even like all of us we got to see the birth of it and I know what life is like a little bit without it but what about the people that literally have never lived in a world where the internet and social media don't really rule everything yeah it's you know what's interesting though is I think you know when you read studies, a lot of it's that's what's causing depression, anxiety, and not just in students, but in like everyone. Uh, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's one thing. Um, but you know what's funny is so we have a lot of uh, college students come in, so you know they're eighteen, nineteen, and we'll do our practicum time, which is where like they, it's kind of like internship time. We're talking about the area that I'm in, and I'll ask them because I I think social media is important as far as marketing. I love social media. Like I'm like I play all the games. I love all the algorithms. Like. People are like, oh, you're trying to get more followers. I'm like, yes, I am. Like, I don't like, well, I, like, yeah, I'm just I, like, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. So I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And, but I'll ask a lot of them. I'm like, hey, do you guys like, how many of you like love social media? And honestly, depending on where they're from, it's even what they use geographically. It's very different. Yeah. So it's kind of even funny because now, especially uh, what's, what's not Z, Gen Z, but is it alpha now? Is that what they're calling them? Gen oh, alpha. I don't know. I've lost. I think it's called yeah. the Gen Alpha, but what's they're so used to it that it's kind of now it's not cool. It's like well, social media, like I guess, like like it's just kind of funny. Is they're not like some of them will use it, but they're not that interested. Yeah. But what? But but even what's weird for me is like I don't use Snapchat, but a lot of our students do. But they like that because it's just communication. You're not really. It's not really like yo, look at me, I'm cool. It's more like like hey, I want to communicate with my friends. So. Is it, I, it, even for us and the students that I'm around, it's all very different. They're all yeah. very, you know, you'll have some people that'll, it's like they like the Instagram because they want to whatever. But then a lot of people, it's like, I got back on Snapchat just because I want to make sure like my kid, like the, the, the college students on my team, I just want to like, I got to, I just got to, I want to, I want to be on my, I want to like be in the know and just kind of be familiar. Um, and I don't ever do Snapchat, but I have to, but that's a good question. I think it's, I think we're just, it's a very, because it's, it's normal now. And so it's like us when we were, Growing up, it's like, well, that's it's not cool. It's everyone's doing it. So what? Let's do something else.
going back to young leaders, I feel like your earliest days in ministry, youngest days in ministry, uh, probably where you're going to make some of your biggest mistakes. I mean, I think the the statistics on youth pastors in debt, youth pastors, you know, addicted to pornography, you know, whatever. I mean, some of those stats are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Of, of all that just speaks is is that you're you're just navigating through very real pressures, and then of course we're in ministry, and no profession in the world is as tied to our morality yeah. as as being in ministry. And so there's there's lots of pressures there. I guess what would you? I, I love asking leaders this question. Like, what would you say to the leader right now who's who's dealing with something, walking through something? Um, what do they need to do? Because the too much. God's call, you know, the word says his call is without repentance. He's not sorry for calling us. No. He knows our vulnerabilities. He knows our weaknesses. He's not sorry for calling. But um, we have to manage those things. Yeah. And so what would you say to that leader? And I think this is even something that with the transition with my, you know, my, like our, my family's going through right now, there's, we're, we're all carrying a lot of pressure because we went from like having big responsibility to like, oh, now we're running, helping run a church. Like, so we're feeling some of that pressure. And, and I, one thing I've been having to tell myself is like, this is the, this is the first day of the rest of your life. And the, the, and there's only, we're only responsible really for one person. That's ourselves. And so if you need help, get help, go to a counseling have someone, if you don't have someone that you can sit down with and say, here's what I'm dealing with on what I'm struggling with. And and they'll be able to go, okay, that's okay. Let me get you help. You need to find, you need to prayerfully find someone. And if you don't, man, like, you know, and I think our millennials, especially, but I think counseling is becoming a little bit more like, yeah, you, like if you, if you hurt your shoulder, you're going to go to physical therapist. If you have a, you know, something going on, you're going to go see counseling, marriage, whatever it is. Um, but I think that, I think that you just got to take time. I think you got to take care of yourself. And, and I even think about, so 2018, um, was probably one of the worst, um, times of my life. Um, one of them, um, both just everything that was going on, but even me, I, I was just giving a lot more, I had a lot more responsibility. I didn't know what to do. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I actually felt like the first time that I, I, I hit a wall. It was the first night of summer camp of 2018. I was in service and I literally had to leave and go home. And I literally like fell on my face and I didn't, I knew nothing else but to pray and like, cr- like cry and just like, like for hours, like I it, service got over. My wife came home and I'm still on the floor of my office. Just like, because I felt I, it was the first time I've ever felt a lot like, like heavy pressure. I'm, I've never really dealt with depression or anxiety, but I'm like, if that's what it feels like, that sucks. Um, and, and when I think back to that time, I realized that I wasn't taking daily time for myself, prayer, right. learning, right. Right. Co- having the right conversations, talking to my leader and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I need help. Like, I don't well, know how to do this. We've been That's saying really in our world a little bit recently that there's a big difference between secrecy and privacy. That secrecy is no one knowing. Privacy is the right people knowing. Yeah. That's so and, good. And I think that we, you don't want secret. But no. it's, but, but we often being authentic, vulnerable, you know, all these words that are starting to get really trendy now, um, it's not about everybody knowing you, you no. like, but, but the right people need to know and the people that can help you need to know. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's one of the things like, even with a lot of my pastor friends, I'll tell people I'm like, if you don't have, if you don't have a relationship with a pastor that's out of your context, but that's at your level that can understand at your level or above, like in the sense, I kind of look at like if, if, 
if their weight or responsibility, what they built should be either equal or greater to you. That way they're not like they have nothing to lose if they're, they're, they're there to help you. Um, and that's not hard, but if you'll pray and look and seek, I mean, you can meet any, it's social media, social, be social, go meet someone. Um, but you need those people in your life that can, that you don't have to worry about what they're going to think about you. Like, like, oh, I messed up. Okay, well, cool. I think that's why important. it's important what you just shared because I think it's becoming more common now, but like, I feel like a lot of times when you're going through something, you feel like you're alone or like I'm the only person that's ever felt low or yeah. felt pressure or pr felt pressure like this, or I'm the only person that felt pressure and didn't know what to do. Or, you know, like I think it's hard sometimes to put your hand up and go, I, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Like those are hard words to it say is. because then you're going to look like a fool, right? You're going to look like, well, you, why do you have this job if you don't know what you're doing? But if you just raise your hand and you say, I don't know what I'm doing, then someone can guide you. If you put your head down, yep. you just push and you pretend like everything's okay. That's when people get into trouble because they, they're either, they're going to yeah. be crushed by the pressure and that's or they're yep. going to be exposed by yep. the fact that they didn't know and they didn't ask. And that's what happened to me. I just didn't raise my hand yeah. and say, hey, I need help. And I, after that, I crashed. I, I sent my, uh, told my wife and I told my brother-in-law, I was like, hey, I, you know, I don't want to add, I don't want to add any pressure to your, to, to in the weight to what you're doing right now. But like, I, I don't know what to do. And I need to figure out how to manage, how to make a shift. And we did. And we sat down and planned some, like figured some stuff out. It wasn't more, it was just like how to run a team and yeah. how to lead it. And I, I just was like, how the heck am I going to do all this? And we laid it out. And honestly, like since then, it's just been Yep. Like smooth sailing. But I mean, I think that's why even when, when I met him and we made a connection is like I, where my role is, I don't, I, I don't think I'll ever be a senior pastor or a lead pastor. Like I don't want to be like, I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want to plant a church. Um, and so people like him that are at his level, he's ahead of me. He's leading a bigger, he's, he's kind of in the same position, but he's in a bigger space, a bigger teams been there longer. He's older. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to be friends with him because he's, he's, ahead of me he's been yeah. everything he's probably been through everything i have so i know that if i get to that place i can go yo what did you do in this situation sure or what do i do and i know that he's automatically like i'm gonna get better because of just being a relationship with him because he's he's an automatic like yo and it's fresh it? eyes I oh mean, yeah you know sometimes a, a just a fresh eye on something is just a totally different perspective so well you just need someone to say hey you're you're being you're being stupid <laughs> well hey listen i the thing I love about you is I, I love, I feel like I found someone else who loves the church like we do. And um, that we're trying to make it not as rare as it is. It's a little bit rare. And I think it's becoming less rare. But I, I love that. I love that you you bleed deep for the church. I love that you serve you serve the greater church and you're not cynical about the church, which is why I feel like I struggle to find peers in ministry because the parachurch world is full of people that see yeah. the church as as opportunity, as a business, as a place to make money. Right. And they have, as Larry Bry said on this podcast, you know, recently you've prostituted ministry. You know, so I, I feel like yeah. I feel like in you I found someone who loves it. So thank you. No, thank, thank you for doing that. You got like 30 seconds. What would you say to the person right now? This is leading second. They're serving their pastor's vision. They're in that tension of leading, not in charge, like just encourage them as we wrap this up. Man, I would say this is that just honor. Like if you will, if you will choose um, to honor through, through the, through it being maybe humiliating, through it hurting a little bit, through it doesn't making sense. If you will just, if you will just choose to honor and you can get 
become a person of honor, be housed in honor, surrounded in honor. If you will just be a person of honor, um, your life, God will be able to like, like just launch you into whatever he has for you, like faster than you can even imagine. And it's not going to feel like it's going to feel like you're being crushed, stepped on, embarrassed, lowly, you're a suck up, all that stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, but, totally. But in a few totally. years, it's gonna you'll just you'll find yourselves in in relationships, rooms with with things with relation. You know that you're like, well, how did this happen? Um, and so, man, just if we're if we if we're just people of honor, God God's always gonna be there, blessing. So, thank right, you. We love, I love you. Thank you. Love you both. Thanks for having me, Team Church 2020. Come on, somebody. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our interview today. If this podcast has resonated with you, I want to encourage you to help us out by becoming a podcast ambassador. It just simply means hitting the subscribe button, leaving a rating, a comment, even sharing the episode with someone in your world. We would count it an honor to have a space in your world, in your team's world, every single Thursday. Leading second, we love you. We're so thankful for you. I I am so grateful every single day that we get to do this together, that we get to build God's church together. So uh, we love you. We're praying for you. Until next time, Leading Second, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, check out leadingsecond.com or join the Leading Second Forum on Facebook.